Welcome to the Liberal Europe Podcast, European Liberal Forum Project. I'm your host, Ricard Silvestre, and what a great episode we have today. I was very fortunate to spend some time during the All the Party Council meeting in Bratislava with Lucia Plavakova and Luis Cano. Lucia is a member of the Slovakian Liberal Party Progressive Slovakia, and she's also a lawyer and human rights activist. Luis is the founder of the Rainbow Platform for the Relation of LGBTQI plus voices by creating role models who can inspire political engagement and change. We're going to go into the work done by both organizations and during the council meeting, Progressive Slovakia received the first award of liberal equality recognition for fighting for human rights and taking steps to have more female and LGBTQI representatives in politics. This award was handed out by the two co-presidents of the ALDA party. And after our conversation, I'll be back to tell you about some of the events organized by ELF for this beginning of March. I'm here with Lucia Plavakova and Luis Cano. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you, Ricardo. Yes, and I will stay with Lucia now because, uh, Lucia, first of all, thank you so much for coming uh, to the podcast. You are one of the members of Progressive Slovakia. You are also a lawyer. Uh, you are an activist for human rights and for uh, minority rights. So uh, a big portfolio, but tell us a little bit about yourself. What was the path that you took to get to the moment that we're talking now on the podcast? Yeah, at the moment I'm a secretary general and uh, deputy leader of Progressive Slovakia. And uh, it was a long path uh, to this uh, positions, leading roles. And um, yeah, I was uh, pretty much uh, involved in activism for uh, quite a long time. And uh, at some point I realized that uh, I cannot do enough uh, for LGBTIQ uh, people just um, to stay in activism, so I decided to go into politics, and I'm here. <laughs> Wonderful. Then let me do a follow-up on that, which is, that was very interesting what you said. You decided to go into politics, so it wasn't something that grew up with you, something that appeared, that installed himself while you were looking at things around you. Did I, did I have that correct? Yes, I was always uh, very much interested in, in uh, what's going on in society and in politics and I always had it in my mind that someday maybe I can take part in it. But uh, yeah, it, it was uh, some development from the activism to the politics, I think, which is uh, very similar for, for many people. Wonderful, and it's good that we have you on that particular fight. Now, Luis, uh, same thing to you. Tell us a little bit uh, what was uh, the, the path that you took to get to the point uh, that we're now here talking in wonderful Bratislava. Yeah, exactly. So uh, right now, uh, also in, in, in the current situation, also because of uh, all the, 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 the circumstances surrounding uh, hate speech in Europe and so on, uh, I am on a path where I found myself being the project manager of the Rainbow Platform. This is an initiative that we started in uh, a year and a half ago uh, with the Liberal family. And then basically we do uh, promote diversity and representation, not only of LGBT people, but then also of all types of minorities. Uh, if you ask me about my path, a uh, similar path actually, uh, lawyer, working with social issues, uh, born and raised in Latin America, in Venezuela, saw a democracy fall, uh, moved to Hungary, 
saw a democracy fault. And then uh, this is the funny part, like when we speak about paths, I don't think that we choose politics uh, mm. as, a, as, a, as a career. I think that, you know, politics happen because then you build up this frustration and then you say you have to do something. Right. That's, that's a fantastic point. And, and to our listeners, naturally, we are now at the ALDA Council a meeting here in Bratislava. And, of course, I had the pleasure to uh, talk to you before, Luis. You did said something that was really interesting, and that is the necessity of engagement, of engagement in politics. And, and to continue that engagement, in, even if everything around us tells us to just uh, lay low and just live our lives. But you don't, you don't think that. You don't believe in that go a little bit into that please no i don't believe in that and actually i do think that uh you know i i i crave for living in a country or being a citizen of a country where you don't have to you have to explain what mm -hmm. the situation of the country is i despise the fact that i have to go to here to the Alde council and everybody knows what's happening in hungary mm -hmm. everybody knows the situation in venezuela everybody knows these autocracies uh but then what i think our biggest enemy uh is is not populism is not autocracy is uh, apathy is yes. the people who are not engaged and then everything that we do and then uh if you actually see the work that we do with the rainbow platform the reason why we work with people like lucia like the other ambassadors is to create visibility to show people hey in politics there are people like you like mm -hmm. we need to wake up those people that are not engaged and then not explain them but then and like have this empathy with them and showing them there is a place for you here and uh this should not politics should not be that different or difficult for you it's, it just happens and mm -hmm. then uh it's this question of engagement is the first thing that that we think of but then i also come from a political campaigning background so so for me people is uh is first it's always you have to to do it for representation and, and engage people as much as you can Wonderful. Lucia, um, Luis mentioned something really important, that is the necessity of empathy and the necessity of activism through empathy. Um, Progressive Slovakia just had the award for liberal equality recognition, and this is for human rights, but also for female and the LGBTQI plus representation in politics. However, this comes in a terrible shadow, and we were just, um, last night as we recorded this podcast, we made tour, an, an unfortunate tour, to the place where two young members of the LGBTQI community were shot here in, in the streets of Bratislava, heinous crime and a terrible loss. So with that setting, I do know that Progressive Slovakia, and I'm sure you were behind it, showed empathy, showed movement, showed progress on this particular point, and that actually had a reflection on the electorate. So can you go a little bit into that, please, for our listeners? Yes, we have we have for from the first first moment, of course, uh, being involved in in uh, all the activities following uh, following the event. Event uh, the gay bar is actually owned by a friend of mine, Roman mm -hmm. Samotny, and 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 he really built the home for us for uh, in this place for more than seven years. So it was a huge uh, loss and and the loss of the safety. Of uh, LGBTIQ people in Slovakia, even myself, uh, on the next day in the morning, I was afraid to uh, take my daughter into kindergarten because, like, I didn't um, understand what, what's going on. I, I cannot uh, grasp uh, that moment. Like, uh, what, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. So I decided to uh, stay uh, with her at home. 
uh, I'll leave her at home because I had to um, uh, f go to the police with uh, another activist and so on. And, and we've been trying from the first moment to um, to work on the safety and the feeling of safety for LGBTIQ people in in Slovakia. And uh, from the point of view of progressive Slovakia, our leader Michal Šimečka uh, was a uh, um, few days after the after the attack, uh, promoting the resolution in European Parliament, which was adopted um, by the European Parliament, and uh, this was really a crucial moment also for uh, the people in Slovakia that they for the feeling that they are not left alone and that the European family is uh, is uh, behind them. So that was really interesting, uh, important, and uh, and uh, from the point of view uh, how how does this have effect on the people uh, I think there is a, a lot more people listening now and and uh, getting engaged uh, some of them had the feeling that this is not an important issue LGBTIQ rights that um, we have a lot more important issues uh, on the table and now they realize that uh, the reality is uh, absolutely different, and and there's a lot more people, uh, also from from the uh, allies, uh, joining the movement and helping also uh, to, to change the things in Slovakia. There was also an initiative, Idinam Ojivot, our lives are at stake. Mm -hmm. um, uh, found it and and uh, it's working on changing the situation in Slovakia but because it is all connected. It, this didn't happen just uh, before any uh, consequences uh, and 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 like uh, the the hate speech in in Slovakia is uh, really brutal. Like uh, in in high politics in Parliament, we have almost on every session of the Parliament some anti-LGBTI. Uh, law proposed by by the MPs. So and the hate speech uh, uh, during the uh, the sessions of the parliament is is really really terrible. So uh, this this is something which also led to the to the horrific terrorist attack which happened in in Bratislava. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go to Luis next. I'm going to go to Luis next because I'm sure Rainbow Platform. You guys are also very aware of this, but still with you, Lucia, this change won't be easy. It's going to take a long time, and you just mentioned that some of the legislators in Slovakia actually people that are contributing to this uh, terrible situation. Are you hopeful that things can change, even if it's a long struggle? Yes, of course, I'm hopeful. Uh, otherwise, I, I wouldn't be here. Uh, so I, I think the change will come and uh, we will have to work on it very hard and it, it may take some time, but uh, we will try our best to make it happen as soon as possible, of course. Uh, of course. And now, uh, Luis, for you, the same question. From the uh, privileged uh, position you have of being uh, the uh, project manager of Rainbow Platform, a lot of work to be done, a lot of objectives, a lot of long-term goals. Go a little bit into that, please. Yeah, a lot. A lot of. Uh, I think that one of the things that we we were very cautious when presenting the Rainbow Platform is uh, presenting in a way that that we 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 speak about sustainable change, mm -hmm. which means this is a long journey. 
And I think that many times when we work in politics, we always think of the next campaign. <laughs> we think immediately of, okay, well, the, the, the change has to happen in two years and one year. But then uh, the moment that something gets shifted, then it gets packed. So actually the, the work of the Rainbow Platform is a long-term project. Mm-hmm. There is a long-term vision to have a sustainable repetition of the message because let's just be very, very clear. What has happened with the LGBT community and with minorities is just a wave. There is a wave always of a lot of acceptance mm-hmm. and then uh, achievements, and then there is a wave of hate because yes. of this backlash. The reaction. The, the reaction. And then it comes back and forth. So uh, I think that one thing that we work for very much is creating these programs to work with the political parties to keep the message alive and then to keep embracing the idea that liberties are, yes, territories that we win, but then uh, freedom is always something that it's on the stick. So we can lose it very, very fast. Uh, I keep saying this and it might sound very romantic, but you know, I, I lost two countries already uh, and I'm not ready to lose uh, another one without fights. It's a great point and a very important one because, as you mentioned correctly, so you already have that experience, you know, or you already saw it happen. So, Lucia, let's stay here in Slovakia a little more. You're part of the Progressive Slovakia legislative team, so there's work to be done in the general population, in the conversations, in the interaction, but also there has to be work done at the higher level. So. Tell us where, where are we on that? Because you mentioned, like for example, the resolution that was approved in the European Parliament, very positive steps, but that has to flow then to laws and to rules in your country and in any country, in Hungary, in Poland, in, in the Netherlands. So go into that, please. Yes, as I already mentioned, unfortunately, our par- parliament is now very homophobic and transphobic. So. Uh, we cannot expect that the change uh, uh, we need uh, it, uh, will happen during uh, this uh, um, the, the, this season of the parliament um, because uh, Progressive Slovakia has only one MP at, at mm-hmm. the moment. So we are, of course, proposing uh, legislation um, to um, help and promote the LGBTIQ rights and to uh, to reach the equality. But uh, there is not uh, enough support in the parliament. Uh, we have to also fight against the anti-LGBTIQ laws, as I already mentioned. Uh, we had the proposal to ban the rainfo- rainbow flag on the previous session. Uh, now we have uh, uh, the law inspired by uh, Hungary, um, which um, uh, bans... Um, the information about sexual orientation and gender identity in schools. We will, the vote will be probably next week. So uh, we'll see uh, how it's going to turn out. And it, it seems that uh, even the uh, horrific uh, terrorist attack which happened uh, didn't influence that much the, the positions of the legislators uh, which are now sitting in the parliament. So uh, there is really much work to be done because uh, I can maybe explain that uh, in Slovakia there is really no recognition of same-sex couples at all and no recognition of rainbow families at all. So, uh, and also when it comes to uh, rights of transgender people, we still have forced uh, sterilization happening in Slovakia. So uh, the situation here is really, really terrible. 
Well, if I can give you a positive note, Lucia, I come from a country where if you would look in the past, let's say 15 years ago, the LGBT community had no rights and things actually shifted very quickly. So let's hope that the same thing happens in Slovakia. Which brings me to the next point, and that is, and I'll go through Louise with that. So we were just talking with Lucia about the importance of legislation, but all, there's also the importance of the fact that there's the European Union. And thankfully, and hopefully, uh, this will continue, meaning that the European Union will say to countries like Slovakia, like to Poland, like to Hungary, which is, LGBTI rights are human rights and they have to be defended, they have to be protected. So what else can we do? What can we even get that message better? Either to the highest level from the European Commission to the rainbow platform. Yeah, I think that one thing uh, that I like that you said is just like, yeah, I mean, we talk about Central Eastern Europe many times or we associated with the, these problems being more of a Central European problems. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's actually very funny. And, 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 and our data shows a lot that if you think about it, you know, there are many northern countries where the anti-transgender uh, movement is gaining a lot of territory. So actually, I think that from the European level, from the European Commission, I think that uh, Commissioner Daly has a lot of work to do on actually engaging in this conversation, not only with Central Eastern European countries. They ha it's, it's a European conversation mm -hmm. to promote tolerance and then to work towards it. So it's very, very important on that side. But then again, I'm a very pragmatic person. I think that also like that is more symbolic, but I do think that symbols matters. And then those conversations are political good signs of progress. I want to actually emphasize on what we do with the platform with the parties. The reason why we decided to work with political parties is because the parties are the ones who are catalyzing change. Mm -hmm. And this is very funny because for us to catalyze change in society, we have to catalyze change with, from within. So uh, I think that when we started um, in a friendly way with, with people, I started the, the platform, like a quote from uh, Popper uh, came up and then we were just talking about, well, we have to be critical with ourselves. How inclusive are we? How we diverse are we? So I think that the, the work that has to be done has to start in our house. And then that means creating safe and very welcoming spaces for LGBT people, for women, for people of color, for minority people, for uh, disabled people in our political parties. And then we start catalyzing that into policies that we propose to the people and that will get us elected. But then I think that uh, the political parties have to do something very important, which is stop a little bit just the symbolic actions that they have and then start working on real change from within so it can be reflective on the society. For our listeners, Lucia was just shaking her head violently <laughs> to, to what Louise was saying. So you want to jump in here? Yeah, I would just add one point that uh, regarding European Union, what uh, what can be done. Uh, only a few days ago, I was on a hearing uh, at the European Parliament uh, regarding the obstacles uh, rainbow families are facing mm -hmm. when uh, moving uh, around European Union. And there is really much uh, can, what can be done by European uh, Union and to really uh, promote the legislation and adopt the legislation which will um, uh, ensure that uh, all the uh, rainbow families are, are um, have their legal rights um, accepted by all the uh, member states because it is really terrible that when you move from one country to another, you suddenly lose your uh, um, parenthood and, and, and that's 
that's just something which we cannot accept at all, and and European Union has has to do uh, has to work on it and to to uh, to bring the change. This this is not acceptable at all. Wonderful. Then let me stay here for a little more because you also a politician and you are part of a legislative team. So I'm very interested in what you said right now, and that is. Do you think that then in Slovakia we can see things like we saw in Poland when they had those LGBT free zones because we cannot have LGBT people in this city? It was all crap, we know that. But the European Union was like, hey, uh, we don't have any money for that kind of place because it's not part of our values. Would that be something that you, you would see happening in Slovakia? Or that's a bridge too far, like a conditionality mechanism? for funds that come from the European Union. I know this is a little more wonky politically, but I would love to have your opinion on this. Yeah, things like these are happening in Slovakia, as I mentioned already, the, the, for instance, the proposal to ban the rainbow flag. So yeah. there, there are some attempts, uh, uh, but now uh, as the situation in Slovakia and, and the atmosphere after the terrorist attack the change a bit, it's, it's a little bit uh, more difficult uh, for for these anti-LGBTI uh, politicians to to um, to adopt any any, uh, any any measures like this. So I, I hope it, it will stay uh, in in this position. And also, I would like to mention that uh, when it comes to legislation, we still have our amazing president, uh, which can veto any any act uh, adopted by our parliament. So so uh, she would definitely send it back to parliament and then and to the constitutional court if it happened. So we have at least uh, this hope uh, up there uh, uh, in our politics. And um, so. But 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 you said that uh, this this is also something which European Union has strong power by uh, finances. Of course, it works. Uh, so uh, this is something which uh, can be also done in in the future to to stop this anti-LGBTIQ um, um, movements and anti-gender movements. As as uh, Louis already mentioned, we are in it all. Uh, together, uh, all European countries, because it's happening also in in countries with, where we wouldn't expect it. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, So uh, we cannot uh, um, uh, forget about that. Oh yes. Uh, talking with an MEP from the Netherlands, I was shocked because I'm quite sure, and you feel the same thing. We look at the Netherlands; it's like, oh, the Netherlands, this example of freedom, and it was like LG, LGBTI reactionary movements are on the growth. I'm like, in the Netherlands, are you sure? It was like, yep, I'm pretty sure. Uh, as we're running out of uh, uh, time on this conversation, which has been amazing, and thank you so much for both of you to come to the podcast, and we'll have you back soon. Uh, Luis, tell our listeners how they can get involved, how they can know more about the Rainbow Platform and join the fight. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the first invitation is for them, uh, for any one of your listeners to visit our, our website, uh, rainbowplatform.eu, uh, also rainbowplatform.eu in our social media, because we promote a lot of our programs there. So uh, I can just give you a list right now, but then we don't have time for that. But I think that when it comes to the programs, we work with political parties. And then I think it's important for uh, people who, who want to be engaged with the, with the platform to, to see the programs that we have available and then to talk with their political parties if they actually want to be part of the change. 
Well, I'm very happy that you said that the list of programs would be too big for us to go into the podcast. That's, that's a good sign. That's, it means that there's a lot of programs. Lucia, the same thing to you. How can people follow you online and the work that you, you do with Progressive Slovakia? Yes, you you can of course uh, as well find me on on social media on on all of the social medias and uh, yeah I would like to add on to to Louis that I was a participant in the uh, Rainbow Academy for a year uh, which was also one of the programs of Rainbow Platform and it was just a really wonderful experience with a lot of nice people working on on uh, on promoting equality uh, around Europe so. Yeah, the work which is done by the Rainbow Platform is, is really wonderful. I'm going to put all these links on the podcast show notes so that, again, you, the listener, can know more about getting involved because this is such an important fight that we have to do. I've been talking with Lucia Plavakova and Luis Cano. This was a privilege. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm back. Just reminded that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas. Enough for some of the events organized by ELF for this first week of March. On the 3rd and the 4th of March in Thessalonic, Greece, we'll have the workshop New European Liberalism Part 2, Lessons from European Liberal Parties. Participants in this workshop have experience in national parties and will share insights about their respective political context and party history. This is in line with work being done by the European Liberal Forum on the future of liberalism. We already had one workshop in Barcelona and we're going to have a podcast on that soon. And then there'll be a third workshop in Lisbon where I'm going to be present and I'm going to tell you all about it. And this is all for now. I'll be back soon with more podcasts. Until then, let's keep making the world a better place. This podcast is produced by the European Liberal Forum, co-founded by the European Parliament, and have the support of the social liberal movement Think Tank in Portugal and Liberté Foundation in Poland. The views expressed herein are those of the speakers alone, and these views do not necessarily reflect those of the European Parliament and or the European Liberal Forum. <laughs>